This is Everyday Wellness, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve your health and wellness goals and provide practical strategies that you can use in your real life. And now, here is your host, nurse practitioner Cynthia Thurlow. This is the Friday Five for October 15th, 2021. Now, I've gotten really great feedback on the first edition of the Friday Five, and it's really empowered me to continue sharing a little bit, little insights behind the scenes and acknowledging all the wonderful things that are existing in my business and my personal life. So starting off from a place of gratitude, I want to acknowledge a recent podcast review on iTunes from Deb G bliss. So if you're listening, Deb G bliss, make sure you reach out to us so we can get that. Uh, thank you gift to you. Cynthia's everyday wellness podcast is at the top of the weekly podcast. I listen to, she has a variety of guests with tremendous knowledge and value to improve our everyday health. One of her latest podcasts with Dr. Eric Balcavage was beyond informative concerning thyroid health and other conditions related to thyroid health. I will be listening again when I can take notes. Thank you, Deb G bliss. Feel free to reach out to info at Cynthia Thurlow.com and we will get a thank you gift out to you. It will be electronic. So we'll keep it short and sweet kind of pivoting a little bit. Wanted to let everyone know a really exciting development is that my book cover will be released on October 15th. If you are on the email list, you will get a sneak peek into not only the book cover, but also a link to do to purchase a presale on Amazon. And there are going to be a lot of bonuses coming. Just stay tuned for that. Really excited. Almost feels like this is my third child. It has taken, you know, two years to bring this to fruition. I'm really, really excited, really pleased with the cover. I think it's pretty dynamic. And this is really devoted to all of the women that I've worked with as patients and clients, and certainly everyone that I've had the ability to connect with regards to intermittent fasting. Next, in total transparency, I think it's really important for me to continue sharing a little bit about my health background, my health journey. I know last week we talked a little bit about gut health and how that has, you know, really made a large impact on, you know, how I kind of view the world as a clinician and as a human being. But one of the things that I started sharing probably about six months ago on social media is my hormone replacement therapy journey. Now I went into menopause a little bit early. As many of you know, in 2019, I had a 13 day hospitalization where I lost 15 pounds. And they think that the insult of the illness and the 15 pound weight loss drained my body of what little estrogen reserves I had. And so my last menstrual cycle was in December of 2018. And so due to a constellation of symptoms I was experiencing, including I'm osteopenic, which some of that is genetic, but I'm beyond the age to be able to build a lot of bone density. So obviously getting enough protein strength training have all been part of my lifestyle over the last 10 to 15 years, as well as just concerns over brain health and some other symptoms I was experiencing. I started hormone replacement therapy, and I've been working with a doctor based out of Texas. And so initially started with progesterone, estrogen, and also testosterone. 
And over the last couple of months, initially I felt really good. And then over the last, you know, two or three months started experiencing symptoms that were of concern. And so my functional medicine provider who does not manage my hormone replacement therapy did a Dutch and we followed up with some lab work. And it was evident that some of the testosterone or most of the testosterone I was taking was being aromatized, which means it was turning in from testosterone to estrogen and was putting me in a state of estrogen dominance. And for anyone who's ever experienced estrogen dominance, it can manifest as a lot of different symptoms. And for me, the most concerning one of all was a lot of bleeding. And so obviously for any woman that's in menopause, any type of vaginal bleeding is of concern and warrants follow-up. And so I am scheduled for a pelvic ultrasound next week, and hopefully I won't require needing to have a biopsy, but that may also be in my future. So we have stopped some of my hormone replacement therapy. I continue on both progesterone and thyroid replacement, although because my estrogen is so high, it is weakening my body's ability to make proper thyroid hormone. So again, I want to be fully transparent and say, I remain a fervent supporter for those it's appropriate for to be on hormone replacement therapy. I do think for many of us, however, our bodies may not manage and mitigate hormonal replacement as easily as others. And so we're behind the scenes doing a lot of things right now. As I mentioned, the estrogen and testosterone have been stopped. I am doing a lot of lifestyle things, a lot of things that are supporting liver detoxification very aggressively, including some things that I'll talk about in subsequent podcasts with you all. But I'm even considering bringing Dr. Carrie Jones back on the podcast to dive a little deeper into some of the nuances on the Dutch test. For those of you that are not familiarized with it, it is urine and saliva testing and can provide another layer of information for hormonal support and hormonal information. So that's a little bit behind the scenes. I'm doing fine. I don't otherwise feel terribly, but those kinds of symptoms need and absolutely must be evaluated promptly. So we'll pivot a little bit and we're going to talk about something I'm loving right now. And I have to tell you, I love Paleonola. I have no connection with them. They don't sponsor my podcast, but if you're looking for a grain-free, low-sugar gluten-free option for essentially it's like a nut granola. It's really fantastic. And so I do about a quarter cup into my coconut milk yogurt with some berries. And it's really, really satisfying. I like the original, but they have a lot of different flavors. It is not inexpensive and one serving is a quarter cup. So if you really measure each one out, it really isn't too bad. It's fairly cost-effective or you can make your own, but I've just, I've been enjoying that as of late thought I would share. And lastly, I got a lot of good response about sharing some studies. So I wanted to share a study about one of my few vices in life. It's dark chocolate. And so this study is looking at, it's a meta-analysis of eight randomized controlled trials actually focused on type two diabetics. But let me give you some background. We know that cacao beans are the seeds of the cacao tree and it, you know, what I would say to you is we think about cacao in relationship to chocolate, and we know most chocolate is too low in cacao and high in sugar to be called healthy, but the darker variants like dark chocolate and pure cacao have some benefits, especially for preventing cardiovascular disease due to their high flavonoid content. And so in this meta-analysis of eight randomized controlled trials of type two diabetics, so obviously people who already have some metabolic instability, it focused on the cacao in relationship to cardiovascular disease. And so they were looking at blood lipids, 
fasting blood glucose and blood pressure. So obviously things that can have a direct correlation with insulin resistance. And what was interesting is that the cacao consistently lowered fasting glucose by seven milligrams per deciliter LDL by 15 milligrams per deciliter. And they were actually stronger with daily doses larger than 2.5 grams. And in participants that were on the younger side, those that were younger than 65 baseline BMI also affected the results and the participants with a BMI higher than 30 responded more to cacao's effect on fasting glucose and less on its effect on LDL. So for cardiovascular health, the standard daily dose of cacao polyphenols is one gram, which you can get by eating about 30 grams of cocoa powder or 40 grams of dark chocolate with a 75% cocoa content. And pure happenstance, my favorite brand of dark chocolate is who H U. And we are going to drop a link to their website. They graciously have offered 10% off their products. They have their salty dark chocolate is my absolute favorite. And it's important to note that neither milk chocolate or white chocolate is a good source of polyphenol. So if you've got milk chocolate or white chocolate at home, that's not going to have the same benefits. We know milk chocolate actually has a higher percentage of sugar in it and white chocolate is not even chocolate. So this is the latest rendition of the Friday five. Keep your questions coming. I will definitely be answering more questions about HRT. I've gotten a ton of feedback about the last Friday five. Keep me posted, keep those reviews coming. And if I feature your review from iTunes, please make sure you reach out to info at CynthiaThurlow.com so we can send you a bonus. Thanks for listening to Everyday Wellness. If you loved this episode, please leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and remember, tell a friend. And if you want to connect with us online, visit the link in the show notes. 